Hey everybody, this is your host Mike, and welcome back to your third episode of Workweek Unwind. Uh, this week I wanted to talk about something that came to me yesterday. I had, I had the opportunity to go to a, an awards banquet, and it was a really good networking opportunity. So I figured, how about we make this episode about networking and talk about some of the importance of, of networking, and not necessarily just from the business aspect, but how it, it's beneficial overall to focus on building those relationships. And you think about networking at its core, I mean, we're we're built to network, most people. I understand there's a huge, huge gap here when you're talking about someone who's introverted and extroverted. Um, everyone has to learn how to network in their the way that's going to work for them. But we do this at the very, very young age of preschool, you know, it, kindergarten, all through elementary school. We're spending a ton of time networking. We're figuring out who we're going to mesh with, communicating. And this is when people start to really fall into the their own as far as what type of networking or building relationships, communication is going to work best for them. And that's not to say that you can't tweak this or, or adjust it down the road, but it's just like any habit, right? If, if you build friends, build relationships, and, and create these situations for yourself that make you the most comfortable, you're going to try to put yourself in those situations down the road and throughout most of your life. With practice and adapting, you can definitely tweak these things. And just like any topic I'm going to cover on this podcast, there's no one-size-fits-all solution here or approach that you need to take when it comes to networking. Again, it's all going to boil down to what makes you the most comfortable. Uh, I spent a huge portion of my life, actually, before I started into the career I'm in now, I was very, very introverted. I loved being a homebody. I mean, I still do. There, there are pieces of being an introvert that I think are, are healthy to an extent, but I realized that I, I didn't have a lot of solid friendships after the stages of, you know, high school and your close friend group, everybody starts to have different jobs and go in different directions. Things pivoted for me and I realized that I didn't have a whole lot of connections to, compared to what I used to have. I mean, the job I had was with a couple of my friends, so I, I was spending a lot of time with, with my high school friends that I did work around, but outside of that it was work, hang out with the same people, go to bed, wake up, rinse, repeat. And it, it took me really moving into a, a career change I had um, when I got into my first role in a customer service facing position. And, and thinking back on it, it was actually my first exposure to the sales environment. Um, and it was very indirect sales. So, I mean, I, my first, I would say, official job working for an official company, not a small, small business, would be uh, for Circle K. I, I started at a, a, as a part-time cashier working at Circle K gas stations. And just like anybody who's been in a customer-facing position, you start to get and develop regulars and people who come in every single day at the same exact time and get their coffee, their pop, etc. And it, it was really nice to start conversating with them and, and starting to build those relationships. Because let's face it, I didn't want to work at the gas station forever. So even though I was moving up pretty quickly within the gas station, I didn't want to stay there. So I took the opportunity to talk to, there was a, an owner of uh, Colonial Signs right up the road from where I was at, and he's a graphic designer and they, they focus on making signs and displays. And I was doing graphic design work on my own, just MySpace stuff, you know, making layouts and photos for people. And I, I took the opportunity to try to, to get to know him a little better, gave me a tour of his, his shop and his studio. Fantastic. And it was just a really good networking opportunity. He even tried to convince the other owners to start bringing me on board to do some freelance work for them. 
And, you know, that didn't end up going through, but it was, it just showed me the importance early on of, uh, you need to focus on building these relationships and networking and don't waste time by avoiding going up to people, starting conversations. Trust me, you're not going to bug somebody. And that's the hardest thing to get past when it comes to the, the networking situation, right? I talking about this event that I went to yesterday, you know, I show up, I'm one of the first people there and I am generally a lot younger than the people that are in the room. So that's a little intimidating right off the bat because I'm in an entrepreneur benefit where they're giving awards to entrepreneurs and businesses started by these entrepreneurs. It was a fantastic experience, but I'm surrounded by entrepreneurs. I'm surrounded by executives from companies, banks, and it was a little intimidating. And I I was wandering around looking for our table, just trying to make myself look, look busy. And there was this lady that came up to me. Her name was Susan. And she was like, hey, you look a little lost here. And like, like you need someone to talk to. How's it going? And she's like, oh, things are going great. And it was this sweet older lady. And, and we just sparked up a conversation. And we talked for about five minutes while more people started showing up there. Um, exchanged business cards. And you know, it, was, it was really refreshing. So I, what she did, it, it definitely started off my night in a really positive way. So I just took the same exact approach, right? I mentioned this before, you know, I was taught early when I got into finance that, you know, plagiarism is fine in banking and it's in life in general, like you got to make things your own and use your own style. Everybody's going to converse differently, but you know, that worked for me. And I figured that most people in this room, you know, we're talking about business people, entrepreneurs, this generally tends to lean more towards the extroverted side of people. And I just started going up to people that were walking in, you know, let them get situated, open bar them right away. But just start a conversation. I got to meet a couple different CEOs. I got to meet a couple CFOs, some accountants. It, it was it was very nice to know that I, even within a half hour, and all we were really allotted from the time the doors opened to before the event started was half hour to get cocktails and just kind of mingle with with other people. And it was it was really nice knowing that I spent that time taking advantage of the opportunity in front of me. Because it's very very easy to just gravitate towards the people that you know. Because I was there with, uh, so the the president at um, the place I work, is, spouse was being awarded um, one of the surprise awards, and we were invited to help fill the table, and it was it was such a good experience. And these people are very important in, in my work organization that I'm spending this evening with, so I definitely spent the time with them, knowing that I was going to be at the table with them throughout the day when the event started. So I didn't waste the time that I had when I knew it was going to only be 30, 45 minutes mingling with the people I was going to be sitting at the same table with all evening. So make sure you're prioritizing how you're going to network because it's, it's an extremely, extremely important piece. And it ties into what I've already talked about. You know, my first episode of this podcast was around first impressions. So take that first impression piece. And, and if you haven't listened to that episode, go back, listen to that. Cause that's going to tie directly into this networking piece. Cause it, at the end of the day, how are you going to have a very successful networking opportunity or an engagement with somebody if you don't know how to leave that lasting good first impression? It was one of the, the groups of people who were there that were the most shocked that I walked up to them were there were students from the school of business. So we had students from two different universities that, that came out and these were young kids. I could tell they were super excited to get all dressed up and go to this event. And when I walked up to them, you know, I'm, I'm wearing a, a tag from a, from a bank and they're like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? And they were excited to talk to me right off the bat. And 
I took the time to just make sure, again, pardon back on that first impression piece, just bring value to the table right away. So I asked them more questions than they were asking me. I just showed interest. And when they both told me one of them was, was going to school for business and entrepreneurship, one of them was going to school for marketing, we had a really broad conversation around um, how you can't put yourself into a box, especially if, if, you know, say you want to be in marketing and you get a marketing degree and you think you got to go to a marketing agency, not understanding that every company needs somebody who's going to be an expert in marketing, every company out there. So try not to, to put yourself in a box and say, you know, if I'm going to get a communications degree, I need to work for a radio station, a newspaper or whatever. You know, we have people who work at our, uh, our, our company that have communication degrees and they're very important pieces of the business. So I really shared my, my thoughts on that to them. And, and it was really refreshing. The, the young lady was like, yeah, I'm one of those people who's guilty of that. You know, I'm, I'm focusing on being an entrepreneur and putting a lot of my effort into what kind of business I'm going to start getting out of the gate. And I told her that, you know, enjoy the time, soak up as much as you can, but just start focusing on building those connections with people who are in spaces you're interested in right now. One of the things I regretted from, from the earlier part of my life was I didn't build connections in the areas that weren't very appealing to me if it was difficult to build those connections. I was, I, I was transitioning from being more introverted to extroverted and I went for what was easy. So you know, it, it's, you know, going back to, I was at Circle K, you know, things for me didn't, I did not like working for that company and things did not end up working out. So I left, um, and I started running the small business, uh, working with what were two friends of mine, um, who started the business in 2012. And I started working with them in 2013, 2014. It was a lot of fun. And because I was a customer of theirs and I loved what I did, you know, I, I settled for things. I settled for less pay. I, I settled for not the most appropriate work environments all the time. Um, but I loved what I did and I loved the people I worked with. It, it's, it was things that were put into perspective for me in those, those years of working at that business. And, you know, my circle became the people who I would hang out with and, and play games with and spend time with at work. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some of my, my greatest friends that I've had came from working in those shops. So it, it was a, it was a lot of fun and, and I don't regret it at all, but I had to get out of my comfort zone because the people who I spent my time with were either family, friends, significant other. And at that stage, that's my whole life outside of work. I didn't put myself in a position where I was ever going out to meet people. I'm not talking about going out to a bar or, or putting yourself in positions like that to network because that's not really going to be the best for you. It's not really going to yield much at all. But going to any kind of community event, that, that's something that I didn't even start doing until recent. It's mind-boggling to me how many people show up to these events that are important. So when I'm at this event yesterday, this is a, this is a community event, but it's an invite-only event. But it's really rewarding people in the community that are making huge impacts in Northwest Ohio. And to see and hear how well these other people in the room that were being awarded and, and, and helping present all knew each other made it very clear that the path I've been going on over the last you know four or five years has been a good one. And you know, taking everything I learned from those years of focusing on, okay, what's my comfort zone? Let me try to build connections and relationships with people in, in the spaces I enjoy. It helped me understand what was good and bad about that going into my new approach and new style with networking and, and just building those relationships. So I learned that I was doing myself a disservice quite a bit in those days. 
when you're really trying to network and build relationships and, and for lack of a better word, just impress people in the space you're already interested in, you're going to really start caring a lot about the perception of you. And I've all, I'm one of those people. And I think that there are a lot of successful people that, that have this mindset, but it's, a, it's, it is definitely something that gets in the way a lot. I like to be liked. So for me, that, that's a, that's a hard thing to balance. I mean, who doesn't like to be liked, right? It's a pretty common thing that people enjoy being liked. But when you make decisions around the people you're bringing around yourself and the things you're saying, how you're acting, where you go, what you do to make sure that you're not in a position where you can be disliked is really hard to juggle. And it's mentally exhausting. So learning that I had to get away with that was probably one of the best things I've ever done. Um, it, it was easier said than done. It took some time, took some practice, and, and I'd be lying if I didn't say that I still fall back on that from time to time. It, it's healthy to, to want to make sure you're living your life in a way that you would like to, to interact with the person you are. But don't mold all of your decisions. Don't think about everything you're doing too much. and Don't overthink those, those decisions and situations just to make sure that you're liked. I'm, I'm in a role right now where I have to network, introduce myself to people that I don't know, and I have to try to network with people who have never heard of me, and, and we're not in a situation where I'm always in the same room as them. I'm trying to call people. I'm trying to call CPAs, attorneys, real estate agents, and network with them and, and just bring value to the table, really maximize on a quality first impression, have a good good interaction with them, bring some value to the table, build rapport. And, and try to turn that into something that's going to help me and them mutually. But stopping the block, the mental block that comes comes from wanting to make sure you're always liked and make sure you keep the piece that, that makes you likable, but stop caring if people don't like you. It's, it's so much easier said than done. It's, you know, one of the best things I've ever heard anybody in, in you can call it this space, business, um, personal mindset or well-being space says, uh, don't judge yourself. Um, one of the people that really preaches that is Gary V, right? He's, he's huge on, you know, I'm, I'm successful because I don't judge myself. If I fail, it is what it is. I might fail this time, but I win these next two times. I might fail the next six or seven times, but that next one's a big win for me. doesn't matter. Don't judge yourself. And that's, that's hard to learn. You, you have to learn how to do that. And I'm very envious of the people who that just comes naturally to, because uh, I'm not one of them. You know, I, there's an evolution to to my life, and, and and I can say that my approach and style and the evolution um, it stemmed from some things that I, you know, obviously everybody has some things in their life that they're not super or extremely happy or proud of, right? There were things in, in my life that it, it made me lean more towards being introverted. You know, you're going to find the people who are more so introverted especially in the, the early teen, mid-teen years, are people who have either been teased, picked on, didn't fit into a certain social norm. And that was me. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that, that that isn't common for a lot of people that are probably listening to this, but I was not one of those clicky, cool kids that just automatically fit in. You know, in elementary school, junior high, I was good at sports. People liked me. Um... It, I, I had the ability to connect with people from an early age, but I had things that got in the way personally for me 
that made me overthink in when it came to the way I was dressing, when it came to a lot about my personal physical appearance and some of the situations I would put myself in, you know, not wanting to go to um, pool parties and things along those lines because it, it maybe would have made me a little bit uncomfortable. So even at an early age, I'm taking myself out of situations that could let me network, let me engage with other people, meet new friends. You know, it's it's a common thing to want to get away from situations that are going to make you uncomfortable. And I don't blame any kid that puts themselves in those situations because I did it and I turned out fine. But when you're an adult and you can kind of control the narrative a little bit more, it's, it's difficult to encourage the behavior around not taking that extra step, not putting yourself in a better position by just not caring as much about what people think of you. So by far the biggest level up I've ever had comes around the, the idea of not caring as much about what people think of me. Especially when we're talking about me making a decision, right? That, that's, I don't want to be the person who's afraid to make decisions that I know can advance me personally, professionally, just because of how it's going to be perceived on the other end of this. And not to mention perceived by people who literally have no impact on the decision I'm making. You know, it's, it can boil this down to another strong opinion I have is around social media. Right? I love social media. I use social media to an extent, but I've removed myself from other aspects of social media. Like I have an Instagram. Do I look at it often or post on it often? No. Do I have Facebook anymore? No. Um, do I have Twitter? Yeah. It, there are a lot of social media platforms I enjoy using. It's something I think are fantastic. And I talked about this before, but when you look at a social media feed, you're looking at someone's highlight reel, right? That, and that's been said by a lot of different people out there. You look at the highlight reel. You don't get to see the trials, tribulations, bumps, bruises. You don't get to see anything except for what people want you to see. And the other side of that is unnecessary drama. So I think it's important to utilize social media and other aspects for, for things that are important, communication, connections. You know, I have to use LinkedIn because of the, the job that I do. And, and I want to use Instagram and, and other social media, Twitter, et cetera, to find out more about businesses and things in my area. Because again, it helps me in, in the work that I do, but it also helps me some of my, with some of my hobbies. But I don't go on social media looking to make a post that's going to make people like me more. You know, I just started recently posting uh, TikTok videos of, of me cooking. Um, I love cooking I, and I'm good at it. And I've been good at cooking for, for many, many years. And I've watched, I find myself watching hours of YouTube cooking shows, right? Not, not, not your old traditional, um, what your grandparents used to watch type of cooking show, but, you know, Nick Giovanni or Google Foods. And, and I, I'm really inspired by a lot of the things that they're doing because it's very much doable and it's something I enjoy doing. I like trying new things out, cooking new things and sharing with people. And I was blown away by the, the feedback I've gotten so far with two of my videos going, you know, I guess I could call it micro viral in the first couple of days of me being on TikTok. And it, it was, it was a really refreshing, good feeling and seeing all the feedback and, and, and interactions there were great, but this is something I could have been doing for years and I just didn't do. I've, I've always loved the aspect of content creation, putting stuff out there. You know, I've talked about it in my first episode, bring value, bring value to the table. 
I always want to bring things back to that that piece and that, that very very proud of that first episode because at the end of the day that's what this boils down to and that's where most of what I do on a daily basis boils down to make sure you're having really strong first impressions but I don't want to get that confused with caring way too much about how people perceive that first impression that you're trying to leave either it clicks with them or it doesn't it is what it is so when I started making these these food TikToks I just did what I knew I would like to watch and I put it out there and it was received very well and so I'm going to continue doing that and taking myself out of a comfort zone and just do it because what again there, there's one of my biggest regrets um was being successful at streaming it in on Twitch you know, before the, the Fortnite era, right? I was successful on there. I, I was in the, the game of choice that I would play. I would be within the top five people streaming that almost every single time. And I hit a lot of really nice milestones. But I started focusing on my career, which is a great thing. I, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now in my life if I didn't focus on my career completely. But I stopped putting any effort in. And for me, my mindset was like, oh, it's all or nothing. When I could have just done it a little bit, <laughs> like I, but I gave up on something that I really was good at and loved doing because I had the perception of, you know, what are people going to think of me if I'm not spending my time developing my career and advancing in a career and putting all my focus, hopes and dreams first on, on like something that, that isn't real. Cause to most people at that time, it, we're, we're talking 2016, 2017, you know, this is before the, the Fortnite boom where a really good streamer is going to have a few thousand people watching them, where now a few thousand can be considered, you know, a dead streamer. It's, things have, have exploded in that space, and I was doing well before that, that, that pop. And so I always have this thought in my head, you know, what if, what if, what if, and I, I don't ever want to get myself in that position again. So I focus on good first impressions. I focus on work-life balance and I focus on networking. So these three first episodes tie together really nicely and the networking piece, you know, I, I was torn on what I wanted to make this episode about. You know, I, I record these episodes as I'm unwinding my week. I don't record these episodes way ahead of time. And yesterday was an extremely impactful night for me. Every person who won an award and including the, the award, the person who won an award that I was there to help celebrate preached the main aspect of networking, not being afraid to, to go out there and just in your twenties, thirties, just get involved, get out there and talk to people in your community, get on some boards, meet people, bring value. What's it going to take from you? Do you maybe one day a week get to miss an hour of Netflix? Yeah. Maybe possibly have another headache or two that pop up from whatever you're involved in that's outside of work. Yeah. But the overall value it's going to bring is tremendous. And this is something that I've been told now for, for weeks because I've been tasked with trying to get myself onto different boards. And, you know, the area that I serve, it has a certain demographic and that I'm really trying to find ways that I can help get out there and make the most impact in that space. But I just need to get out there and get myself involved in more boards. And this was extremely clear yesterday because everybody in the room knew someone and I knew no one outside of the people I was there with. So when I'm walking or walking around and I see everybody, oh, hey, it's nice to see you. It's nice to see you. They didn't come there anticipating seeing these people, but everyone in there knew quite a few people that they could connect with, talk with, and it was a lot easier for them. 
And most of the people, as I learned throughout the night, work for companies that intermingle with each other and work in community-driven aspects and and volunteer in community-driven aspects. So whether it's the school board, uh, whether it's helping out the county, the board of elections, you know, whatever, they're all involved in some way, shape, or form. And and the biggest involvement I've seen is people in economic development. You know, I I love working with the the economic developers. and, And this is something that a lot of people, if you're not a business owner, who's been informed of this group, you're probably not even sure it exists or what it does. Economic development groups are fantastic. They help support and provide value and benefits to small business owners and and, and anything that's going to help develop the economy in the area. Now it's built straight into the name. You with the Toledo area bringing on Peloton and, and Amazon and, you know, those things are helped fostered by economic development groups. You know, new businesses that are going to bring a lot of jobs and value to to the area can get tax abatements, so they can get benefits on on their taxes. So they're paying lower taxes over coming years, so that way they can really justify a larger purchase in making this big move and pulling the trigger on coming to Northwest Ohio. So when your average person's hearing about, oh, you know, Peloton's coming to town, did you hear about that? You might hear about it through the news or through through a friend, family member, whatever. But that's fostered by networking and these economic developers getting out there and bringing so much value to our economy or our communities. And it's not talked about a lot. So it's really refreshing because from my space and my side of work, I, I hear about it all the time. And I've used them for, for many of my clients to see someone win an award and then the rattled off accomplishments of this man. It was so impressive. And to hear that the thing that he was praised about the most and the thing he put a lot of emphasis in when he was giving his acceptance speech was the networking piece. This this night was something that I'm going to remember for an extremely long time because the there was a simple ask. Um, someone at my company, significant other, was getting uh, awarded this, this significant award and paid for a table and wanted to fill it with people to help celebrate. So it's a bank holiday. It happens on, on November 11th. This episode's going up on November 12th. And I could have taken the easy route and not gone because it's a bank holiday. I'm already paid to be off for the day. And this banquet doesn't start until 5.30. Um, but no, it, it, I knew it was going to be a really solid networking opportunity. And I ended up going on a bank holiday after bank hours and was there until almost 9 o'clock. Because when it ended, I didn't just walk out the door. I went and congratulated the people who won the awards because entrepreneurs of 15, 21, 30 years are being awarded these very, very meaningful awards for what they brought to the community or the environment. And I wanted to go up and personally thank them, congratulate them, and and get to have a conversation with someone who was able to make that big of an impact. You know, the, the biggest CPA and accounting firm had two tables at this event and they were a sponsor. Uh, one of the best interactions I had all night was with um, a retired gentleman and his spouse. And she was fantastic and, and was a senior uh, account, accountant at this, this firm. And so welcoming, asked great questions, was the one to present card exchanging. It, it was such a refreshing night. And I'm going to, again, remember it for an extremely long time because it put things into perspective that I've already taken seriously for a long time. Networking is something I've always put a lot of emphasis and focus on, but it really put it into perspective for me when I'm hearing the pieces that these these 
ladies and, and gentlemen are, are being awarded based on come from the foundation of networking. And one of the recipients of the Entrepreneur Award was actually a business that he, he had sprouted the idea from cocktails and a steak dinner with some executives from an outside business and just had the idea at dinner and turned it into a business that far outgrew his expectation, was what was a, a side project and a hustle, and, and not with the an, ambition or anticipation of taking it to this extremely large business, exploded. Was 100% growth month over month, which was just unforeseen in his space. And this was something that was, was a simple need that helped a lot of people who in the medical space might have a little bit more difficult time getting out and going to a hospital. It was an essential necessary service. And if he didn't go to a networking dinner, this opportunity would have more than likely never came to, to mind for him. And this came out of his mouth. So when I hear somebody who says, you know, I'm winning this entrepreneur award, I'm retiring very wealthy, going to live the life I wanted to live, but knowing I brought a ton of value in, in monetary uh, benefit aside, brought a lot of value to the community that this person serves, all stemmed from one night out networking. You know, I, I love to use the term, don't underestimate. And uh, they, they were sharing, many people shared, don't underestimate the power of networking and putting yourself out there. And that's, that's something I really want to drill home here. The networking is, it's going to be different to everybody. I explained kind of my evolution of networking over the years and you can fill in the gaps with, you know, there was a period of time where I I went from this, I feel like most kids are extroverted to an extent and there are situations and and circumstances that, that pivot them one direction or the other. You know, if you are more popular based on sports, looks, whatever, at a younger age, you typically lean more towards extroverted. But if you have to work harder, struggle harder, maybe you're not as intelligent, whatever the circumstance might be, you're going to lean more towards introverted. And most people don't break status quo. It's speaking firsthand. I, it took me a long time to break status quo. I went from being extroverted as a really young kid to, I had, I had a, a rather traumatic event happened to me when I was, when I was young. Um, and it, uh, it was something that you know, I'll cover in an episode um, in the future. But you know, th- this event, as a very, very young boy, it, it was something that stopped me from even, even being able to sleep by myself for quite some time after it happened. And the people who I've talked to about this event um, know that it, it's it's completely damaged and and affected the relationship I have with my father. And it's and it's in a, it's something that made it really hard for me to connect with people to a certain extent because there's a lot of trust that, that was hard for me to develop now. Trust issues were very prevalent when they weren't before. And it, it was and it was a, an event that pushed me more towards being introverted. And at that stage, you know, I, I still had really close friends, but I found myself caring more about what people think when it came to the people who I already had as friends because I didn't want to lose them because it was really hard for me to put more trust in people who I didn't necessarily know already. So that situation took me from being extroverted to introverted and then it was a really hard climb back the other way. 
And yes, someone who, who struggled with weight for a huge portion of my life, you can kind of equate it to that. You know, it's, it's pretty easy to put on that, that weight, you know, eating stuff that tastes really good, candy, desserts, etc. Um, drinking pop. It's all good, right? And until you realize, oh shoot, I need to correct some of these mistakes that I've made and put taking off that weight. It, it's, it's an uphill climb. When you're an introvert and you're trying to put yourself in a position to become more extroverted or comfortable in, in situations that would lean more towards someone who's extroverted, that's an uphill climb. And it took me many years to get to the point where I'm at now. But a lot of that come, came from the, the very clear, clear level up I had mentally around not judging myself and not and no more what ifs. Because... Where I'm at today, you could have seen me five years ago, and I'm and I'm a drastically different person. I've always been able to connect with people. That that's always been something I've been able to do. But five years ago, I was doing something that I loved doing, and I stopped because of what I thought people were going to think of me. And the industry that I was already having success in has tenfold exploded, right? And and these people have become celebrities, not, not minor celebrities, full-blown celebrities at this point. And when you've had success in a space that was more so frowned upon, because, you know, I grew up in, in an age where it's like, don't play video games all day. Don't rot your brain, et cetera, et cetera. It's really hard to wrap your head around. Oh shoot. This could be like a, a career. You know, I, I didn't, I can't say that I didn't have support. I did have support from, from my mom and, and family members and friends. I, tons of my friends have come out and that's part of the reason why it grew so quickly. I had the support, but the perception in my head of, of what I was going to be uh, telling people by focusing on that and not trying to advance my career more quickly. And I could have done both. That's what's crazy about it. Thinking back on, on those days, I could have done both, but I didn't. And now I have what ifs. And I told myself again, I'm not going to ever put myself in that situation where it's what if, what if, what if, you know, what if I didn't walk up to that CPA table and talk to one of the people who gave me the most beneficial interactions I had of the whole night. And I'm likely going to be able to set up a lunch, drinks, a meeting with this, this CPA and start building a very valuable relationship that's going to bring, bring again, a mutual benefit to both of us. You know, it's, it's a lot easier said than done when it comes to making some of the changes. But what I would challenge anybody who's listened to this, if you, if you want to focus on becoming better at networking, um, I, I like to say, and it's, it's an interesting approach, but take the Joe Rogan approach, right? If, if you're a fan of his, um, you'll understand this. If you're not, um, this is something that I learned mostly from watching and enjoying the content that Joe Rogan will put out for, for years now. Learn a little bit about popular things out there. You know, it could be pop culture, you know, whatever that the people that you're going to surround yourself with might be interested in. Learn a little bit. You don't have to be an expert in any of these spaces, but I love, love, love knowing enough about most topics out there that I can have a genuine conversation with almost anybody about something they're interested in. And that's helped me a ton when it comes to networking, but outside of networking, it's, it's just really nice. It's a, it's a good piece that you can use to build connections with people in your personal life, family members, just being able to relate to people and be interested 
because I talked about this in the, in the first episode, be more interested than interesting. And as a, as a talker, that's a difficult concept to understand, but if you just show people you're interested, because I might not know or give a shit about what the person is interested in that I'm talking to, but if I'm interested enough in just learning, because I find value in learning, so I might not care about the topic, but I know deep down inside that if I listen to this person ask enough questions and show the genuine interest that I do have, they're going to be able to educate me. And then I'll be able to understand, maybe I will like what they're talking to me about and, and what I'm being taught and informed about. Maybe I won't. But the worst thing that's going to come out of this is I'm going to learn enough to be able to have a better conversation with the next person who shows interest in that subject. It, that's the tactic that works for me. Because it, it takes the whole aspect of networking and puts it in a different lens for me. And it's more about, I'm learning. So every conversation I'm having with someone... I get a chance to learn. And if you love learning, you put yourself in a position to really, really help yourself personally and professionally grow. So I'm getting ready to go on, on an, an annual weekend tradition and go up to Bertrand Frankenmuth and, and do some Christmas shopping and uh, go to the, the Christmas store, Bronner's, and uh, you just have a really good, disconnected, fun time. And... And I wanted to make sure that I got a chance to talk about this before I went and, and disconnected for the week, right? So work-life balance, we're talking about that in the last episode. This whole weekend, I'm disconnecting. Uh, you know, after I get done with posting this podcast, I'm disconnecting and I'm not focusing on anything work-related. Um, I'm just going to enjoy myself. You know, we live in a weird, weird situation right now where is it okay to go network? Is it okay to go to community events? Um, how do you network and build this relationship and trust with people when everybody's wearing masks and, and every place is different from, from place to place so you're not sure what the rules are? It, it's, it's a unique situation. And you, we have to network and find different avenues to, to network. Because at the end of the day, growing personally and professionally and building connections and relationships, they can't halt. Because time's still moving. We have to still put the effort in and focus on that when we can. So... Go into these events, even if it's not as convenient, because I don't go out and present a handshake to anybody anymore, right? I, I'm a handshaker, but I don't just go and throw my hand out there. If I see them do it, then I'll put my hand out there. But it's weird because you don't know who you're going to offend and who, who and, and, and I don't want to get too far into that, that rabbit hole, but we live in a weird, interesting time where it can seem like everything's against you when it comes to putting networking as a priority. I'm telling you, just find ways to do it. Whether it's through Zoom meetings, Microsoft Teams meetings, um, community events, volunteering, whatever. I would challenge anybody listening to this, just put yourself out in a position where you can network a little bit. Ask somebody who's in, who's really involved in an industry that you're, you're interested in. If you could go shadow them or go to an, a, an event in their industry, there's a different approach you're going you're to have to take based on what it is you're interested in. But just put yourself out there. Try to put yourself in a position where... You're going to learn or start to enjoy learning from the people you're talking with and use that or whatever's going to make you really feel comfortable with having conversations with people you might not necessarily know that well and take that to turn it into a huge advantage for you when it comes to building personal, professional relationships. I mean, without even going too far on a tangent here, my, my relationship with my significant other, my son, who likely could not even exist if I wasn't okay with building connections with people. And that, that goes for everybody out there. But, you know, I, I met my significant other through work. 
and we were friends for an extremely long time, both of us in relationships of our own, and with no genuine interest in in each other in that way at, at that time, and, and both of us will speak to that, right? I, I had no interest, she had no interest. Did I think she was beautiful? Absolutely. But neither one of us had interest in each other at that point in time because we were both doing our own thing and both of us are loyal people. So that's that's where our heads are going to be at. But we still developed a friendship. We'd still go out and grab drinks from time to time. We, we'd, we were there for each other, talked. We had a great relationship. And that's when we both were single. Things just kind of eventually flowed in. We... We joked about it for a long time. Is like, when did we actually start dating? Because things just kind of went from friendship to relationship, just kind of flowed into it. It was natural because both of us were just enjoying us spending time with each other and building off of that. But the whole reason that it worked and clicked for us was that we were both okay with taking ourselves out of our comfort zone, talking to new people, introducing ourselves to, to the new, new co-worker, and not just shutting people out because again, that's especially difficult when you're in a relationship with someone. Both of us were dating people and, and there's, it's, there's always a conflict there. If you're in a relationship and you have a friend of the opposite sex, is your partner going to be okay with that? Is there the, the trust there? You know, that's a topic for a whole nother day. But, you know, we focused on just being friends and building a, a solid working relationship because that's that's what it was. But that ended up, we learned from each other um, spiraled into where we're at today, but all came from us putting a lot of emphasis on taking ourselves out of our comfort zone and networking with each other. So on that subject, I'm going to go enjoy a wonderful night and weekend with her upstate in Michigan, just so we can go again, take advantage of this really, really nice weekend and get some Christmas shopping done and, and go do what we like to do every single year and take this little annual trip. So I wanted to get out here and again, make this episode just so you could see where my head was at after having this really, really impactful meeting yesterday and well, this event and what I learned from it and what I've learned throughout my life as far as when it comes to networking. So thanks for coming in and checking out this episode. Really, really appreciate it. And if you haven't had the opportunity yet, go check out Alf's Kitchen on TikTok. It's mind boggling to me how well everything's been received from, from all the feedback I've gotten so far. Um, thank you guys for, for the feedback on the podcast. Really excited to get some announcements out here soon about who the, uh, we're going to call it intermittent co-host is going to be. Um, I want to do a lot of these episodes with different people, but when it's just myself, you're going to get a lot of episodes like this. I'm a talker, so I can I can hold, hold my own here and, and have a good solid conversation with you guys, but I like to involve other conflicting and different viewpoints because that opens the door for playing devil's advocate and having a really open conversation that I feel most people can benefit from instead of hearing just my perspective, because I'm, like I said, I love to learn. So if I can bring somebody else in here who might help me change perspective on a couple things, that that's just going to be great overall. So thanks for stopping by and checking out this episode. Um, again, you can find us anywhere your podcasts are found. You can find us on Twitter at Workweek Unwind and TikTok Workweek Unwind. So again, thank you guys for stopping by. Enjoy your weekend.